Hello there. Another episode of Muscle MMA. Thanks for joining us. We've had a week off, so we should all be nice and refreshed. Matthew, bank holiday weekend, having said that. You, how did you use it? Did you use it to recharge the batteries, or did you just go all out, three days drinking? I wouldn't say I went all out. I went out two days drinking. Right. But my last day drinking was on Sunday, and I'm still absolutely hanging out. So <laughs> make, make of that what you will. I think it's probably my age. But the sun, Joseph, is absolutely gorgeous Tremendous. Today. It is tremendous. How, how are you getting on? You're getting out there, getting the sun on your uh, on your back there? Yeah, of course. I was out on Saturday, a few beers myself. Straight away, no sun cream, none of that business. Forgot forgot about the sun. So, a few pink bits here and there. We've got a little hot tub, a little inflatable hot tub going in the garden. So, a bit of recovery in there. Just chilling out. So, no, it's good, it's good. It makes a difference, doesn't it? you got to treat the sun with some respect, Joseph. I mean, you're getting a bit older now. Your skin will will love you for it. But I'm I'm looking out now, it's glorious sunshine. I've got Ali Pally looking at me, it's winking at me. It's winking at me to get out there, but I'm I'm doing the honourable thing and staying inside to record this beautiful pod with uh, with you, Joseph. So I hope you're appreciative of that. Do you get uh, do you get early access tickets living just down the road? Is any sort of community projects for the for the darts you can get involved with? Well, a community project for the dark. I don't know about that, but I have actually been keeping an eye on on the old ticket situation there. I don't know what's going to happen. It's probably the most COVID unfriendly event you could possibly yeah. get indoors with a load of pissheads watching darts. But I've got a keen eye on it, Joseph. So yeah, definitely have to get involved with that. Yeah, I've, I've never, I've never actually it. been. I've never actually been, oh, but I've got, uh, I've got I've got a couple of mates who went, uh, and I remember one time, I think they went in fancy dress as you do. I can't remember what it was. They were in the stands in that bit over there and obviously it's kind of it starts early doors doesn't it and they got a little bit excited and they ended up falling asleep while they were there in the stands so <laughs> <laughs> see a, a cool bit of that story had been yeah they got chucked out for being a bit rowdy or something yeah. like that but now they fell asleep like <laughs> old men but joe if you we we're gonna uh, set up a little in-person pod incoming aren't Indeed. we in a couple of days about oh, 10 days, not this weekend, the weekend after. Hopefully you're still on that and you'll see the glory of Ali Pally on my balcony when you come here. So Looking something forward to, to look forward to there for all you listeners as well. We're, we're buzzing for it, aren't we? I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw you, Joe. <laughs> I mean, it's been New a York? while. Probably uh, would have been would have been New York, wouldn't it? November, get Christmas out of the way, New Year, and then we were pretty much in lockdown. That was it. Long old time. Long old time, Joseph. Do you know what else that makes a long difference though, doesn't it? What's that, mate? Makes a difference doing it in person, so hopefully we can get the old vibes back. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. England are playing that day as well, so uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. We have to get on it, I think. So, <laughs> yeah, lovely, lovely. But as I was saying, it's been a long time since we've seen each other. But it's been what feels like a longer time since there was a UFC. This weekend weren't on. I got up on Sunday. I just sat <laughs> down and back to watch, watch it, and I was just a bit perplexed. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just aimlessly scrolling. There was no UFC to catch up on, Joe. What? What did you do with yourself? Just nurse your sunburn? Yeah, well, I was hungover, so I did have other things on my mind, but it's, it is, it's just a routine, isn't it? Yeah, you wake up. Personally, I, I wake up, I've recorded them, stick them on, eat my Cheerios and a couple of cups of tea and watch the UFC. But no such luck this weekend. We'll have to get into it later, Matthew. I can't quite let you into it yet. You're going to have to wait with bait your breath a little bit longer. We'll get cracking with the main content of the show, starting with the news. <laughs> As always, start with the fight announcements. 
Brendan Allen is up against your man, your boy Punahele, story time, Soriano. We saw him last time out. KO victory, looked very impressive. July 24th, that one. And obviously, not to neglect Brendan Allen, who got a nice little ankle lock submission in his last fight. Yeah, you had to remind me who Brendan Allen was, but then once you did remind me, I thought, oh yeah, this guy, he's absolutely, he's impressive. Submission man and story time, the storyteller, whatever his nickname is. <laughs> he absolutely creamed my next big thing in Todorovic, didn't he? So yeah, he, he made me look like a mug before and I'm sure he'll make me look like a mug again, but that's an exciting fight. Great, great prospect fight that is. No, big time. It is actually, yeah. I'm really looking forward to look, seeing Soriano again. And then where should we go here? We've got two more that we're going to get into. I'm actually going to switch up switch up the, the way we've got it written down, Matt. We're going to go first with Nico Price against Michelle Pereira, July the 10th. What, what, what can you say about this one, Joseph, man? It's just chaos and cartwheels and <laughs> landing, elbows, everything. Elbows, anything. Elbows, toes, head, shoulders, knees and toes. It's all going to go <laughs> off here. This is just crazy fight. Nico Price, is, I can't remember what his last fight was. Was it Cowboy, maybe? Maybe he's had another one since then. But Pereira seems to have it dialed in a little bit now. He's not too Larry. He's just a little bit Larry, And he seems a, an absolute force there. But this has just got blood, guts and bastardry written all over it. <laughs> what do you make of it? I, can you pick a winner here? I don't think you can. I mean, like we say, we think Pereira does look a little bit more sort of restrained with his antics and stuff. So he does look to be a bit more of a bit more of a threat. But Nico Price, I think, is one of the most underrated in the, in the whole UFC. So... Josie, what are your early thoughts on this absolute banger? Yeah, difficult to call, and that's why it is good, because it is a banger style-wise. Style-wise, style got there in the end. So it's a tricky one, style-wise, isn't it? <laughs> I just, just want to say Star Wars, I think that's where I'm going with it. But also, you know, Michelle Pereira, you're always wondering, can he make that next step? He's got the size, he's got the striking, he's got everything, really. And Nico Price, to be fair, got a bit about him as well. He could throw his name in the mix, so not only is it a banger, it's quite interesting where they go as well. So Nico Price, obviously, shout out, best shoulders in the UFC. Uh, so interesting, interesting. I think for a while we thought Pereira could go far. Like I say, he has toned it down a bit. So I guess I guess it remains to be seen now as, as he got the chops or or what were those cartwheels covering over some holes. And Nico Price is a very good man to expose those holes. So looking forward to that. But the one we did skip over, the one we're going to save till last, is probably the best, to be fair. Interesting. I'm interested in your thoughts on this one in terms of why it's going down. Why one man accepted it. Max Holloway up against Yair Rodriguez, July the 17th. So to that respect, is it a good fight for Max? Does it make sense? Is this just Maxi Baby doing what he does? I think, well, he made much as one another fight, I suppose. It's quite shocking I suppose in that you just assumed he was the number one contender but think about it he was fighting in January the ultimate fighter doesn't start until tonight or tomorrow that's obviously if you don't know Ortega who's going to be fighting Belkanossi for that same featherweight title anything could happen there there could be a dodgy decision must do a rematch injury to the champion who comes out with the with the win he's on the shelf so Max is probably just sort of keeping himself ticking over Rodriguez, he's been out of the game for what seems like a long, long time. I think stylistically, it's a very good matchup for Max. Any striker versus Max is going to be the underdog, I think. Look what he did to Calvin Cater. Smashed every record in the book, pretty much. Didn't even look like <laughs> yeah. he broke a sweat doing it as well. And Yaya Rodriguez, 
being out of the cage that long, I don't think that's going to do him any good against someone who's as in tune and dialed in as Mac looked on in January against Calvin Cater. Have to agree. I think Max puts on a show here. I don't think oh, he has got much of a chance. Fair play to him. I guess you could say he's been holding out for a little while, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Zabit fights, falling apart, stuff like that. Fair play. He's got a fight against Max Holloway, so if he wins it, it, it might might end up being the right decision. But can't see him beat Mac, beating Max Holloway, not on that form. Well, from Yair's point of view, this is this is the fight he needs. This is the guaranteed title shot that uh, this fight is going to get him the guaranteed title shot. So it's the fight he definitely has to make. He's obviously been clamouring for big fights. Ever since he's been in the UFC, you got yeah, thrown to the walls a little much. bit with, with Frankie Edgar when he was got completely exposed. He's a, probably a different fighter, twice the fighter, treble the fighter he was back then. So it won't be as easy, I don't think, as we we're actually making out for Max. But I think I think he will get a bit of a bit of a beat in here. Yeah, bit of a yeah but he's he's, he's he's Mexicans, man. They're not going to go away easy. So I don't no, think exactly. it's going to be a quick night at the office. It might be a long. Uh, it was five round of five round. I, I would have thought Got so. Yeah, yeah. I think it will be. We'll see a lot of Yair's toughness and grittiness and and heart and stuff like that. But I think Max's skill and and just championship quality is going to shine through at the end of the day. So then we'll take this over to the entertainment news. We've got our girl LK in studio. Elton produced the show. She's got her entertainment books out. We're having a look in there. First one very much out of her, out of her book, and that is Paige Van Sant. The rematch up against Rachel Ostovich. Obviously, Paige won the first one in the UFC. She goes into this one, one and zero. And this one's in bare knuckle. So, interesting, isn't it? Interesting. Big signings, to be fair, for, for bare knuckle, aren't they? These are, these are, these are big names in, in that women's side of, of combat sports, if you like. Not the most decorated... Obviously, not 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 the best. Both released from the UFC, but fair play. Are you interested in this one? <laughs> um, that's a solid I, yes. It's, 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 you can see why they're doing it. I think is more to to the point, and I like the the brazenness and the non subtlety of the reason they're doing it. It's so obvious why they're both cracking-looking girls, and they. I think Paige has already had one in there and, and lost. Yeah. Ostovich, I don't think she's particularly known for pugilistic skills standing up. I think it's it's just is what it is, isn't it? And fair play to Bare Knuckle FC. They they're doing what they're doing. There's a, we're talking about it, and we never talk about Bare Knuckle, do we? So I think that's wow. it's already doing its job. It's going to get a lot of retweets and shares on social media because. They are very nice to look at them girls, but and fair play to the girls, man. So go in there, yeah, bare knuckle. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of people would do that. So fair play to any, everyone involved, but not particularly infused myself, Joseph. I don't know if there's a bit of snobbery on my part there. Well, from like like you just said there, from being a couple of people, a podcast who don't really ever talk about bare knuckle, we're going to move swiftly on to the next subject, which is Jorge Masvidal starting his own bare knuckle promotion. Ah. Uh, the Bare Knuckle Bank Holiday, Joseph, this one. <laughs> Game Bread Fighting Championships. I'm actually well up for this one because it's not yep. Bare Knuckle Boxing. It's actually Bare Knuckle MMA. And I don't know if there's many Bare Knuckle MMA organisations out there. If there are, if they've just failed and not even got the exposure they, they've wanted. But I'm actually up for this one. Uh, a couple of reasons, really. Firstly, I think Masvidal, what with his history, how he got into the sport in the first place, obviously backyard brawling. For it to come full circle towards the back end of his it's professional good story. career. I think it's quite cool, actually. And 
MMA, it probably works better. You, you, there's the argument, obviously, Joe Rogan's argument should be in a football field with no gloves. This is halfway there. <laughs> yeah. This is halfway there. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it might actually sort of open some people's eyes with the grappling and things like that. It might be easier to grapple and stuff like that, but it's a bit more like a real fight. So it's harking back to the old USC days, but with some actual unified rule sets implemented. I think it's going to be quite interesting. And Joe, the, the main event, Jason Knight, obviously he's had those fights in uh, Ben Apple Boxing, fighting Charles Crazy Bennett is a very old school name. Must be knocking in his 40s now, knocking 50. But <laughs> I, I'm really excited for it. Joseph, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't as excited as, as, as you were, but you, you, you've made it sound pretty good. I guess it remains to be seen, doesn't it? Who else is going to be on there? What what are they going to be going for? Older lads, older names, or are they going to actually try and get young Jorge Masvidal's in it and stuff like that, and really create names out of it? So, yeah, it depends. I mean, it was a little bit, it was a little bit out of left field, weren't it? But fair play, like you say, we're we're not begrudging anyone any of this. So fair play to those. We'll move on to a man that we mentioned earlier briefly in the year discussion, and that is the beat. We were wondering, where is he? We haven't seen him for a little while. I don't know if you've seen the latest on him, Matthew. Yeah, you sent me through the, the notes, as you always do, the, as ever, the professional, Joseph. And you said, the beat, ongoing health issues. And I didn't really know anything about it. So you're going to have to have to open the door to me on this one. Joseph, what's up with the beat? Yeah, so his manager, I believe, came out. He didn't give away too many details. And I, I don't suppose you would, would you, with a medical condition. But it seems to be some sort of immune system issue, an autoimmune I won't say disease, but issue that, that he's got going on, a sort of chronic, ongoing one, which isn't good, is it? Especially when you've got a, a virus, a pandemic going on at the moment, and the the way that MMA fighters have to train, or at least the way that they do train, a lot of them, and uh, the, the fatigue that they put themselves through, that only contributes to your immune system. You know, if you go into the gym and you hit it hard for two weeks in a row, it's kind of likely that you're going to feel not great in the next coming weeks. So combine that with an immune issue, doesn't sound promising. So obviously in this case, you, you, you know, it's not really about the fights that we wanted to see. And as much as you hope that he can get back in there, you've just got to hope he can uh, stay healthy for himself and his family and all those reasons at the moment. Yeah, it's awful news, isn't it? I mean, I'd, we were sort of going on about, well, where, where's the beat? Where's he at? And all this sort of stuff. He's sort of just fallen off the face of the earth. And you had no idea this sort of stuff's going on. You think people would, you sometimes even raise concerns. And, hmm, why is he, why is he suddenly yeah, not yeah, fighting yeah. for two years? You know, like we do with other fighters. But with the beat, you never really sort of think that. But, yeah, I really hope he gets better because, obviously, he's just one of the most naturally gifted fighters there are. One of the one of the all-round new breed fighters who's just got everything. And it would be such a shame if he was to have to walk away from the sport so early without actually having to contest himself against the top, top fighters in that division. Pretty much a, a lock for a, being a future champion, everybody thought, didn't he, when he first bounced onto the scene. So hopefully he's okay. Obviously, the, the issues you've mentioned there, it, they're not very well matched with being an MMA fighter, like you say, as the pushing your body to the limit. During this pandemic, in gyms which aren't the cleanliness of places anyway, you've got full of people, you're rolling around. Yeah, exactly. Like that, so. Viruses all over Hopefully, the place. Hopefully, yeah, exactly. It's not good. But he's still a young man, by no means old at all. So hopefully he can sit, sit down, rest up. Hopefully there's no too too many issues going forward with that. And hopefully we see him back sooner rather than later. But all the best to him. 
hope he gets back soon. Definitely, definitely. And we'll move on. Slightly better news. Uh, I know you're actually quite excited for this one. We're wondering where the Paul brothers were going to go. I think Logan is fighting this weekend against Floyd, I think. Next, maybe. I had no... Do you know what? I had that completely bypassed me. I had no idea that was happening. Yeah, and then I so. see him facing off with him. He's about a foot taller than him. What's all that about? Owen won. <laughs> Owen won. But anyway, yeah, go on. Well... I mean, I would say let's move on, but it's about his brother, Jake Paul. Obviously, we saw against Ben Askren last time. Ben Askren was a hope for the MMA community. Since then, we've all decided, no, no, actually, he was only a wrestler, so that don't really count. So Tyron Woodley's going to have a go. Obviously, they had a little bit of a to-do in the change room afterwards. Tyron Woodley stepped up to the plate against Jake Paul. Jake Paul was opened as a betting favourite, for all that's worth. Uh, so, I guess, hopefully, hopefully, she Wood can get the job done here, and uh, we were all... We're all riding the T-Wood chain now. He's representing MMA and he's going to save us. Yeah, I'm going to lose all, any credibility I had, but I'm absolutely well up for this as well. <laughs> I'm up for everything that isn't the UFC. It's yeah. Just one week off has done me. Yeah. It's corrupt, the football season over and the UFC all gone. Like, I'm just done. I've had anything <laughs> I can get my hands on. But T-Wood, first off, we slate Jake Paul, probably me more than, than you. Um, which I won't deny, but fair play to him for taking this, to <laughs> yeah. be fair. You know? I wouldn't want to do it. No, I certainly wouldn't either. He's, he's a big boy, T-Wood, and he's not like he, he is a wrestler by trade initially, but it's not like he's not got striking, you know? He's dropped until he's dropped Wonder Boy. He's knocked out Robbie Lawler. That's three of the best strikers yeah. the welterweights have ever seen. Obviously, his wrestling comes into that, but the fact of the matter is he can throw hands. And Jake Paul's not, not fought a boxer yet. I think it's a very dangerous fight for Jake Paul. I think T Wood, I think he thought, sod this, I'm just I'm having it. I don't care the the risk if I lose, my whole credibility's just gone down the toilet. I think he's gonna be oozing confidence. And I think when you watch that video with him and his silly boy trainer, um, Jake Paul, you know, before the Askren fight. Yeah. You could see T Wood there getting wound up. He was very cool and composed, but he was getting wound up and I yeah. think that's all. That's going to come back to bite Jake Paul a little bit. I think he's going to go through him, Joseph, surely. Yeah, I mean, you would hope so, wouldn't you? You would hope so. You've got I'm to getting... think so. It's at £190, yeah. so T-Wood won't have to cut any weight. He'll be perfectly poised to knock him out. What are you yeah. saying? I mean, yeah, I, I do think so. I mean, I'm just getting flashbacks of these exact, exact conversations we had about the Ben Askren fight. And obviously, like you say, T-Wood is a knockout artist. He ain't knocked anyone from that for a little while, fair enough, but... <laughs> but he, he he has knocked plenty of people out, put it that way. So you would think so, but I don't know. I don't think I can commit to a, a, a verdict on this one yet. Well, he he w- had Luke wobbled at one point, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, and did. I think he hasn't really been knocked out bar the last fight, which sounds stupid because it was his last fight. But bar his last fight, he hasn't really been knocked out for... In the UFC, no, I think he I don't... did strike force back in the day, but not since. He, he withstood 25 minutes of Colby, pretty much. Yeah. Definitely 25 minutes of Usman, 25 minutes of Gilbert Burns. Granted, a lot of that was wrestling, but it's not like his chin's gone, you know what I mean? I think it's just his, yeah. his heart had more than anything else. I don't think he'll get knocked out. I, I think he could probably get outpointed and lose. So, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Before, before we... Uh... Before we lose our minds anymore and get too much into it, into the, we get super, 
super sort of analytical about it. We can move on to some good news. This will finish up finish us up on entertainment. Chris Weidman, very briefly, obviously suffered quite a quite a devastating injury, didn't he? But this week he has been back walking unassisted on his own, which kind of blew my mind a little bit, to be honest, considering his leg snapped in half. But yeah, congratulations, I guess, and yeah, it's fantastic to see. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I've I've started following him on my own personal Instagram as well because I think it's a very just uplifting stories, interesting to see his recovery, his road to recovery, and to be, I, I don't know if that's quicker than it should have been, or if it's on course, but it's just remarkable that he's walking, uh, only a matter of weeks ago, it was just a bit of jelly, his leg, and it's a fair play to him, he seems very positive, I think he'll be back, I think he's, it's all in the mind, isn't it, Joe, it's all in the mind, if, you, if you're going to get back in that cage, you're going to get back in that cage, if you think you're going to, if you conceive it, if you believe it, and you'll achieve it, and all that game. That's it. But it's really good to see, because I like Chris, Chris Wyman. I was gutted that that happened to him. I I have doubts that he'll get back to the title, but if he can make it back into the cage for one last hurrah, that would be, be a title in itself. Very uplifting stuff. And we've got a UFC card this week in the back, so we'll move on to that swiftly. <laughs> Big one here, Matthew. Kind of a low-key one, under the radar. Absolutely outstanding on paper fight card we've got coming up. Are we starting top or bottom? Let's start at the, uh, start at the top, eh? Yep. So your man, Jairzinho, Rosenstrike, lost to Cyril Garn last time out, obviously after Ngannou kind of dethroned his, his rise to the top. Big JDS in between those. He's up against Augusto Sakai, who lost to Overeem last time out. And I've seen a fair amount of Sakai recently. He's been quite, he's been fighting pretty regularly. Decent. He looks decent, but I think for the the level that Jezinho got to, obviously, maybe when you look at his last performance against Cyril Garn, perhaps um, perhaps you you've got some worries there, and maybe you think Sakai's got a better chance. But I do think, on paper at least, on form, on their records, Sakai's a little bit uh, overmatched in this one coming up against Jezinho. I like Jezinho. I always thought he he had the potential to do well, so I would like to see him get a win. And I like what I've seen Sakai as well. I think he can be a good character in there, in that division. I just think perhaps this one comes has come a little bit too early for him up against Rosenstrike. Yeah, you've always been a big proponent of our Jairzinho. You know, even back in the day when he was first coming through, you always thought he could be champions. Fair play to you. He's, he was getting there, but everyone gets setbacks, don't they, in this game? It's very yeah. rare that the, the, the run is linear. There's always going to be up and down. So, But... I think Jairzinho can get there, and I think, as, as you say, I think he's a little bit overmatched here, Sakai. I think he, he got a bit exposed against Overeem. Overeem since has gone on and not done too great himself. So, yeah, yeah I think I think this is a bit of a... I don't think it's even just to highlight Jairzinho or to highlight Augusto. I think, given that both men are in a main event and they're both coming off losses, it's a quite strange. I'd normally jump on that a little bit, but I think it's just a fantastic fan-friendly fight. That's why it's on top of the bill. And it's just refreshing to see that sometimes. There could be a lot could be made of, ah, oh, he won his last one, he lost his last one. It needs to be a contender shot or whatever for the for the main event. But no, we want we tune in to see good fights at the end of the day, don't we? We're invested in the fighters, of course, and their journeys. But this is just a fantastic fight, and whoever gets the nod here, Joseph, I'll be pleased for both of them because they both had their setbacks, and one of them's going to be. Uh, back up in that top echelons of that heavyweight division, but I do think Jairzinho is going to be a bit, bit too much for Sakai. He's just an animal, isn't he? He's just a big old boy. He is an evens underdog Sakai, so he's he's a lot 
nearer to Jarzinho than I thought he'd be. Yeah, I yeah. thought he'd be a bit more of an underdog than that. So Jarzinho at four to five. So you've got to like them odds, Joseph, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And you mentioned there that's probably a fan favourite one, and I do agree with you in terms of the main event and things like that. We want to see good fights, don't we? Co-main, you've got some more heavyweights, and this one, having said that, is maybe on paper again not as much of a fan favourite, but perhaps a little bit more interesting because you've got Walt Harris, of course, lost his last two, and we all want to see get get him him. We all want to see him get a win, don't we? And he's up against Marcin Tybura, who's won four fights in a row. He's on a four-fight win streak in that division, and kind of he, he's got a good story about him. He's got a sort of you know, I'm kind of rooting for Tybura as well. So match-up-wise, this will be a little bit more tactical, probably a little bit more grappling-heavy, which isn't a problem. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this one, but difficult to pick a winner in terms of who I'd like to win. I guess maybe on pedigree, you'd fancy Walt Harris, but I fancied Walt Harris a couple, of, you know, in his last couple of fights, and he's come out on the other end. So interesting. If Tybura gets a win here, five in a row, you know, he's sort of in that what do you call it, it's like a number one contender for a number one contender sort of fight, isn't it? So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think this one is, you could argue this should be the main event if you're going to go on on recent form. Obviously, as you mentioned there, Tyburn, incredibly, yeah, no one gets spoken about, does it, at all? On no. a four-fight win streak here, a win over Walt Harris would actually catapult him into that top ten if he's not there already. You don't know the rankings, Joe, so I'm sorry. Lack of that's, professionalism. That's fine, that's fine. You've got but the odds. It's quite interesting for Ty Burry. He's one of those where in the last fight, he's fighting against Greg Hardy and the world and his wife wants him to win that fight. Next one up, fights Walt yeah. Harris. <laughs> and probably the world's against him and wants him to get a bit of a kick in. Because so, they're all behind Walt Harris. He hasn't, hasn't managed to get a win, I believe, since what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, was it last year or the year before? I don't think he's able to get a win, so it would be would be nice to see him get the win. I know, obviously, Tybura, he, he deserves respect and stuff like that, but from a purely emotional uh, standpoint, Walt Harris, it'd be, it'd be amazing to see him get the, get the W on Saturday night. But the, whoever the winner is, right back in there. Another great fight. In terms of odds, you got him for this one? Oh. What are you saying? What are you yeah. saying? I'll have a little guess. I'd say, I'd say you've got to make Go on. Tybura a favourite on form. Uh, and right, it, yeah, and maybe you know, probably probably not too dissimilar to the first fight, to be honest. It's a little bit swayed on that. Martin Tybura is four to seven, so a little bit of a stronger favourite there. Walt Harris at that eleven to eight. Not surprising at all. He's on four fight win streak in it, and Harris is on a bit of a slide, so not surprising. But certainly some money to be made. Heavyweights, after all, isn't it? So anything can happen. Exactly, exactly. And 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 speaking about cracking fights, which are kind of oddly contested between two men who have recently lost fights. You've got Roman Delizzi up against Loriano Staropoli. Delizzi lost to Trevin Giles last time out. Decision. And Staropoli lost his last two, but nevertheless, another fantastic fight. Delizzi, obviously, hairiest man in the UFC. He's fighting it out for that for that title as well. So, looking to cement himself in this division as well. So, you know, I had high hopes for Delizzi. But again, just a, just a good fight. I haven't seen Staropoli for a while. Not sure if there was an injury going on there, or maybe just couldn't get a fight. But another interesting one here. So far, only Tybura's coming off a win. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a lot of losses on this card. But Belize, he was a big, big favourite of mine. I think he he did okay against Giles. I think he it weren't like a a robbery or anything. But I think you could have argued either way from memory. I can't yeah. remember correctly, but he was always a big favourite of mine. I thought he would do well. I thought he'd gone to good things. Staropoli. Is he, is he a bit older, this fella, or am I mixing him up with somebody else? 
He's, I think he's, he's only got like remember. a nine and three record. I don't think he's a bit older. I think oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I, I fancy the Lidze here based on that, I think. I think he thought he looked good up until his loss against Trevor Giles, and even in the loss, he looked okay. Staropoli, bit of a banger, any so this this could be potentially fireworks as well. These aren't put together by coincidence. These sort of fights are they? No. Where you where the casual hasn't really heard of any of them. There's a reason they're on the main card. There's a reason they've been picked for this one. It's going to be an absolute absolute stormtrooper of a fight. And someone else. This there's a little bit of a theme to this card. Someone else coming off a loss, but who we're all rooting for. And he is always in fantastic fights. Santiago Ponzanibio. Obviously took two years out of injury. Came back against uh, Li Jingliang and lost. So obviously that was a bit unfortunate. But he won seven in a row before that for his injury. And he's up against Miguel Baeza, who is actually coming off plenty of wins. He's unbeaten. And just he's just been a complete and utter animal in the UFC that we've seen so far. Plenty of finishes on his record. KOs, TKOs, submissions. So... Difficult one for Ponzinibbio. They're not giving, giving him any breaks. Uh, obviously, G, uh, Jing Liang, difficult opponent next up. Baeza, probably not as sort of um, highly ranked or as maybe experienced, I guess, as Li Jing Liang, but still, he's kind of the next cab off the rank. He's one of those big contenders that we're all expecting big things out of. So, no easy road back for Santiago, but when you win seven in a row against some of the best in the division, you can't, you can't, really, can't really expect any, uh, any easy ones, can you? It's hard to go off his last one because he just looked like he'd been out for two years. Yeah. So it was hard to go off on how much he's improved or fallen off the wagon a little bit. Is he the same Santiago he was when he was on that spectacular run that you that you mentioned? The A's, he broke my heart when he knocked out Matt Brown. Absolutely broke my heart. <laughs> but he's, he's an animal. He is an absolute animal. He's like, he's like a new breed of Matt Brown, particularly when he's standing. So this fight is absolutely fireworks as well. It's kind of interesting because the leech, he's managed to get a good fight off beating Pontenibio. Pontenibio is not ranked, but he kind of is in people's minds because he didn't fall out of the rankings because of losses. He fell out because of inactivity. So in a lot of the fans' eyes, if Biesa yeah. gets a win here, he deserves a top center or a top seven or a top oh, eight, yeah. something like that. So while not official, this would shoot him right up into into the conversation of those contender of a contender fights yeah, that, that you talk about so we need to come up with a word for that joke yeah, we'll have to figure we get one it. on the fly but contender of a contender it's, it's like really roll off the tongue so we'll have to have to think about that one but yeah. Bieza and Pontinibio this could be one of them and then we move on to a couple of uh, British lads we've got Tom Breeze he's back against Antonio Arroyo who he's lost his last two Arroyo against uh, Darren Wynn and uh, Andre Muniz who are very good fighters in their own right so Plenty of experience there. Tough fight for Tom Breeze. Obviously, he's been... I think it was his... He lost his last one, didn't he? Didn't he? he got a couple of wins. Came back, got a couple of wins. Lost his last one. Just looking to get back on track at the moment. So, obviously, yeah. Hopefully. He's, he's looked good in his, his wins. Got a little bit caught out in his loss, Tom Breeze. So, I think there's improvements to be made there. And I think uh, he will know what they are, won't he? So, yeah. Looking forward to this one against... Uh, a decent opponent, but I'm, hope, I'm hoping he can get a win here. Yeah, he's heavy favourite here, Tom Breeze. I don't know too much about Antonio Arroyo. I think he nailed it there. He look, he looks good when he's good, Tom Breeze, but when he when he's off it, he can get caught out a little bit. So you've got to hope he's he's on it this, this time round. I think this is his last really big run he needs to go on. He can't have too many more like the last one. I think he he come across a tough opponent last time as well. It was a very, very difficult fight, a very underrated opponent. 
top 15. So it was his first big, big, big test of late anyway in that middleweight division. So I fully expect Tom Brees to come back, learn from that and, and smash through Arroyo. Who's the favourite in the Ponzinibbio fight, by the way? Miguel. Got to be, isn't he? Slight one. Four yeah. or five, Miguel. The Ponzinibbio even, so... It's, there's money to be made here. There definitely, there definitely is, isn't there? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of 50-50 fights. Particularly since, like, you could up those odds by just making it by win by knockout or something like that, because th these are all ending by a knockout, man. Yeah. The A's of Ponsonibio, two heavyweight fights, the lid they Staropoli. Yeah, this is, just, this is just a quality card to come back to, isn't it? Oh, big time, big time. Obviously, we've got the Welsh standout, big prospect, a little bit unlucky, maybe not, maybe not unlucky in his first fight. Just came up against a good opponent, just narrowly lost a, a narrowly lost a decision in the end. Mason Jones is what it is up against Alan Patrick, who, who's been around for a while, a lot of fights in the UFC. Uh, he's lost his last two, but he's got plenty of good wins in there. Maybe none as recent, a little bit inactive. So again, tough test for Mason Jones after his first one. You know, you just you just hoping you can get that first one, aren't you? get that first win under your belt feel experience what it feels like in the USC in the new promotion in your new home so to speak get that monkey off his back and then you can go on a little roll can't you so I do expect him to do this uh, to do exactly that this weekend and I'd, I'd say I would say Mason Jones because everyone was so impressed with that first performance that uh, he will be a slight favourite in this one he's a big old favourite Joseph oh really He's, he's down there. He's down there at one to three. So he's, there's big expectation here. Big expectation. He's going down the route of let's give him this guy who's, as you said, he, he's very inactive, but he's got a decent record in the UFC. But you get quite a lot of these, don't you? Who just, who's just on the roster and just never fight. <laughs> yeah, and Alan yeah. Patrick's one of them. He's on there, 37 years of age, makes me look like a whippersnapper. And Mason Jones, who certainly is a whippersnapper, down there in his 20s, this is made for him. It's, this is just a, the first of many acid tests he's going to be given, and I fully expect him to, to get the victory here. One to three. No real money to be made. Only money's on Patrick, but I don't think you're going to win anything by putting any money on him. I think Mason Jones, he looked very impressive in his debut. Got just put up against a phenomenal boxer in Davis. So, yeah, fully expect Mason to get back on the horse and get his first win in the UFC. So, as you say, cracking card all round, Matt. We've had to actually leave a couple of out, a couple out. One more, another heavyweight fight I want to highlight. Tanner Bosa up against Alir Latifi. Bosa, he's looking to turn in. He's got a little bit of momentum on his side, I would say. He's looking to turn his career around, really make that next step. A couple of decent wins, so he's looking good. And Latifi, he's obviously moved up to heavyweight. Uh, during the pandemic, I think he did, he did that, didn't he? Sort of that first lockdown period. So, interesting. It's a little bit long in the tooth, isn't he, Alir Latifi? Quite undersized for heavyweight. He was quite small at light heavy. Tanner Bosa is an absolute monster, so that's going to be an interesting one. I'll let you get into that, but a quick shout-out to Jordan Leavitt, or Levitt, I think he likes to be pronounced, but we like Leavitt, so we'll stick with that. He's opening up the prelims, and if you remember him, he's the one who <laughs> he knocked Matt Wyman out with a slam and was just absolutely the nicest bloke afterwards as well, so a couple of good ones. Yeah, Jordan Leavitt broke my heart. I was talking about Beaza breaking my heart with Matt Brown. He broke my heart with with Matt Wyman as well. That was yeah. that was yeah. the worst one. <laughs> Short, like one of the worst knockouts I've ever seen. He just picked up essentially an old man. Bodies <laughs> 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 landing. And there, there was a hushed silence then. But That'll as you say, he just, 
he, he was the true gentleman afterwards. So we're all behind Jordan Levitz. So hopefully he gets the win Saturday night. And Alir Latifi, I love Alir Latifi. He's just a massive meatball, isn't he? He's <laughs> he is. so eloquently put multiple times down the year. So <laughs> it's great to see these big lads move up from light heavyweight to heavyweight just when they can't be asked anymore. Yeah, I love it's, it. it's fun, isn't it? It's fun. Be a good fight. Well, I think we've got a couple of other names on there, Joe. A couple of standouts. You've got Trinaldo still on there. Francisco Trinaldo. Yep, still going. Got Queen of Violence, Ariana Lipsky. It's just jam-packed. Is Amir Carney on there as well, or have I misread that? Yeah, Macwan's on there, yeah. So this has just got some very, very exciting fan friendly fights. Going to be fireworks. One of those where... You could easily brush over it if there weren't a big break the weekend before, but because we're chomping at the bit, we're going to definitely watch, but it's going to deliver. There's a reason they put this on after a break, to get, bring everyone back. Fireworks, knockouts, submissions. Joseph, I am absolutely fully gassed. Well, you put that superbly there, young Matthew. We'll wrap this one up. Thanks for listening, everyone. Check out the socials, MustardMMA, MustardMMA.com for all your latest blogs. If you could like it, if you liked it, leave a like and do all that good stuff. We'd appreciate it. Otherwise, enjoy the fights. Have a good one. Enjoy the sun. Goodbye. Goodbye.